Hi, and welcome to the Good Works Podcast. Today, we're at the cellar on Market Street in Corning, and we're going to talk to you about how to start a fund. Hmm. So, hi. Hi. We're here today in the cellar because several of uh, the Community Foundation funds started with ideas right here in the cellar. Right, so when we were trying to figure out where we would go, we were thinking about where do these conversations happen? They happen over dinner, they happen at coffee shops, they happen while you're walking your dog, so mm-hmm. here we are today. For some people, their great ideas happen while they're having a little wine. That's right. And there's also this idea that every fund at the Community Foundation starts with someone's will through an estate. And yes, that is that is really the, the bulk of our funds come in through estates. We do a lot of estate planning with people. But we have a lot of funds. I mean, we have over 200 funds. And so a fair number of them are actually started by groups of people coming together because they want to change something in the community or add to the community in some way. And those are the funds we're going to talk about in this particular episode. Right. We oftentimes get the question, how do we get our money? How does the foundation get our money? And the reality is we are a collection of many, many different funds. And I love telling the stories of each of the funds and each of the individuals that come here. Um, But some of my favorites are um, those grassroots groups, those conversations that happen over wine, and then they eventually make their way to the Community Foundation. So for instance, let's, let's start by talking about one that is near and dear to your heart in that your name is Sarah Palmer. <laughs> right. And for many years we had the Palmer Family Funds. Right. The conversation didn't quite happen over a glass of wine, I don't think. Um, my brother-in-law was diagnosed very young with um, Hodgkin's disease. He sort of felt kind of all alone in the community and wanted to first start a support group for young adults um, dealing with cancer diagnosis. And then that sort of snowballed and there were conversations happening at home and with family members of just wanting to always do more. So that's how they eventually came to the Community Foundation and said, you know, we, want, we have this basketball tournament, we want to raise some money to then give back to local cancer organizations, and then eventually spun off into a scholarship, yeah. and there was a walk. Um, so they were able to do a lot of really cool things. Golf tournament, you name it. Yeah. And they were able to do all of that. And the phrase I use is borrowing the nonprofit status of the Community Foundation. For all of those years, and we're talking over a decade. They had all, you're, you're, the family had all of those events and the community had these events, but they didn't have to start their own nonprofit until they were ready to do so. Right. right. Another example that I think about is the John Jones Museum. Mm-hmm. The John Jones Museum was, again, a couple of people with a great idea. We're thinking now about Lucy Brown and Talima Aaron, and we can't forget Nelson Vandenblink right. and the role she played in the origins of the John Jones Museum. And these were a group of people in Elmira that felt strongly that his story needed to be told. Mm-hmm. And he is an important figure during the abolition movement. And there was no place. There was no marker. There, there, was, there was no place for people to go and really understand the contribution he made to the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And so they came to the Community Foundation. And much like the Palmer family, didn't have to go off and start a nonprofit again until they were ready to do so. And then eventually spun off, there is now the John Jones Museum, which is exciting to see that that's that's a reality now. And uh, now that's its own organization, but it all started as a fund at the Community Foundation. Right, I think we, we oftentimes talk about the Community Foundation acting as an incubator. True. Kind of we, we 
provide a home, we provide the backroom administration, some of the guidance for these families or these individuals wanting to do some really wonderful things for the community. And then sometimes eventually they they grow up, they, do. they become a teenager, they're going off to college, whatever it might be, and, and they spin off on their own. We love to see them grow up and go off and do what they're going to do. Right. That's exciting for us. Yeah. Sometimes though, the, the people that get together, they don't ever want to spin off. They, they don't have any plans to start a new nonprofit or a new organization that will become independent. And they are happy to stay a fund of the Community Foundation forever. Yeah. That, reminds me of, for instance, the Live Like Liz Fund. Right. Yep. Um, again, a, a young, young person with an unfortunately tragic fatal cancer diagnosis in Watkins Glen. This is going all the way back to, the, or, you know, before 2005. And the family and friends, they came together and said, we lost someone we love. Let's help the community to learn more about ovarian cancer and maybe we can prevent something. And um, we're now talking about over 10 years of community education, a 5K, um, thousands of lives touched by that philanthropy, and going strong, going right. strong, and that group of people continuing to run what they do at the Live Like Liz Fund, but keeping it at the Community Foundation forevermore. Right, and at the same time doing all those wonderful community activities and, and helping other folks who may be faced with a similar cancer diagnosis, at the same time keeping Liz's memory alive. Yes. Because from the stories that we've heard, and I unfortunately never was able to meet her, the good work that Live Like Liz is doing now is something that she herself probably would have taken upon herself to do as well. I couldn't agree more, and I love that her name is right there in the yeah. fun title. These projects, every one of them has their own identity, mm -hmm. and people can come together, and what a great way to remember someone forever. So I think we have time to maybe talk about one more. What do you think? Yeah, yeah let's do it. All right, let's talk about a hope for Lyme. I, and I, this is I so original and different, um, and um, and just a really good fund that that we have. So we know that where we live, Lyme disease is unfortunately a really pressing issue, and a lot of people are impacted either themselves with a diagnosis or a parent or a child. And hope for Lyme helps the community understand. A, how it happens, how to prevent it, and probably most importantly, how to treat it. Right, right. Because it is, from the limited information that I know, it's very difficult to diagnose because Lyme yes. disease can mirror many, many other types of diseases. And also, our particular region is a hot spot for mm -hmm. ticks and Lyme. So it's really critical that this information get out there. And that's exactly what A Hope for Lyme serves to do through their fund. I can say that the Hewitt family in the summertime, I make uh, us put bug spray on our ankles when we walk to get ice cream because of a hope for Lyme. Right. I've read everything they've put out and I understand how important that is. So I've even, I've even uh, internalized their prevention message. Well, I think that's an added benefit of, of having these funds at the Community Foundation is that not only are we able to help them and their organization or their group of people mm -hmm. do what they want to do in the community, but they're, they're helping us in so many ways too. I couldn't agree more. Every fund we have touches my life personally as well. And there is something dramatically different about a group of people coming together to create something out of nothing than when a fund comes in through, through an estate. Again, those are wonderful funds and they do unbelievably great work. And we will talk all about them another time. Mm -hmm. But 
these funds, what I think I'd like for people to keep in mind is if they're sitting at home with an idea right now, next time they're out at the cellar, maybe they want to talk to a couple of friends and then give us a call. Right. We'll get Again, that started. Talking about everyday people, you don't have to be an individual of high wealth or a millionaire or anything like that to do some really hugely impactful things for our community. Every one of these ideas started with an idea, not with the money. Yep. Went and found the money to make the idea become a reality. So Sarah, what are you looking forward to in the next couple of weeks? Well, as a runner, I know that the Ark of Schuyler is having their, I believe it's their second annual 5K and, um, on April 16th. It's a Saturday, and their 5K is a little different um, yeah. because we run on the Watkins Glen racetrack. So I'm pretty excited about that. So it's a fundraiser for the organization, but also a way to get out and have fun and exercise and, and do something good for an organization who's who's helping a lot of people. Now, does that turn into a little bit of a hilly run? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Slightly. Just <laughs> be warned. <laughs> Now that we're in spring, for me, I know a lot of people are gardeners and that means getting out and, you know, bulbs and such. I don't know. I'm not a gardener. I consider spring the season of high school musicals, mm -hmm. which I love. I love musical theater and I love that the local high schools, whether you're in Watkins Glen or Corning or Elmira, Horseheads, every school puts on a production and yeah. it's a great chance to see some of the great American songbook yeah. right in your community. And so next weekend, right here in Corning, they will be putting on a production of West Side Story. Oh, personal favorite, personal favorite. And I cannot wait to go see the production. Someone very special to me is playing Maria. Oh. And I'm gonna go see Morgan uh, debut on the big stage. That's fantastic. So that's something Yay. I am looking forward to. So I'm sure that there are a lot of other great things going on in our community right now. Our community keeps us very busy with activities and we'll be looking forward to checking out everyone's calendars. And we will see you next month for the next Good Works podcast. Mm -hmm.